0: All bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies,
1: disasters. That's bad things.
0: Trigger warning for everything
1: possible.
0: What? <laughs> I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is all bad things. What housekeeping do we have this week?
1: Oh, what a what a very nice segue. Ah, may I say, I think we have to ah plug.
0: Uh huh. It's um, one of our old standbys. It
1: is a craft beer. It is uh, unknown mm-hmm. ginger wheat. Mm
0: hmm. A very good all-purpose beer. Yes. But also, before we get to our bad thing this week, I want to give a shout-out to um, Yours in Murder and Corpus Delecti again. Yes. Because they both included us on um, some compilation episodes of theirs where they had a bunch of different podcasters do, like, little mini-sodes.
1: Yeah, it was was fun to contribute. It was. And, uh... And they they had nice things to say about us. Yeah, so, they were
0: really sweet, and we have lots of nice things yes. to say about them. So if you're a true crime fan, or even if you're not sure if you are, definitely give *Corpus Delicti* and *Yours and Murder* yes um, a listen. They're
1: they're both funny without trying to be. Yeah, funny.
0: Yeah, they're not they're not trying to be funny. Mm. That's the thing that makes them funny. You yes. know, is that it's not it's not um, hammy like us. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, and, and we're not
1: funny, but we're trying exactly. to be exactly. So maybe we should go in the direction of not trying to be funny.
0: Maybe. I have a feeling we're both too much of hams to, like, yes. be naturally funny without forcing it. Exactly. You know?
1: yes. so. We're hilarious.
0: <laughs> in our own minds.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So let's get to our disaster. You ready for this one?
1: I guess so. I have no other choice.
0: <laughs> you can get up and leave if you want.
1: No, I don't want to do that. Okay. No.
0: So this is the Eastland Disaster
1: the Eastland disaster?
0: Specifically, the SS Eastland disaster.
1: Okay, so we're talking about a ship. We are.
0: So on July twenty fourth, nineteen fifteen, the oh, S.
1: Okay.
0: The SS Eastland overturned in the Chicago River, killing. Are you ready for this one?
1: Can I take a stab at it? Sure. Because uh, it was an SS a boat in the river. That's yes. a steamship SS. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: In the Chicago River in 1950.
1: I'm going with i am um, I'm gonna go with a death toll of 250.
0: That's a good guess. 844. Oh my God! That mm-hmm. was not a. That was
1: not a good guess. <laughs>
0: no, it was a good guess based <laughs> on what would you you would expect.
1: I knew it was a couple hundred at least. Yeah. Because it was a steamship. Yeah. There's all sorts of people. I mean, the crew alone is, is right. a couple hundred people. Well, well there's some
0: interesting so, things yeah. about this. This. I, uh,
1: I do not like these at all.
0: What, what, the ships?
1: Yeah, well, because it involves a lot of drowning and...
0: Oh, getting trapped. Like, kind yeah. of
1: torture a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, we've <clears> said <throat> it multiple, or I've said it multiple times, that drowning seems like one of the worst ways to yeah, go. Yeah, that would
1: be pretty shitty.
0: hmm I was thinking, I don't know what made me think of this, maybe just being, because I'm back in Miami this week, um, every year on the news, they cover, or at least they used to, like, 20 years ago or whatever, um, why you need a... Uh, Oh, why can't I think of the name now? The thing that punches out your window, a center punch, okay um because there's was, so many I, I was gonna say a wrench <laughs> <laughs> no, because there's so many canals in Florida, and running off the road into a canal is a thing like okay. not an uncommon thing, really, and the idea was you know you either have to wait till you're down at the bottom mm-hmm. before you can roll down your windows because of the pressure difference, sure, or you use a center punch and it busts out your window mm-hmm. And you can escape. So drown death by drowning was a big thing in Florida. And yeah. Well plus there's it a lot sounds of, awful. Plus there's a lot
1: of boating in Florida.
0: Yes. Yeah, you know, yes, so, there is.
1: I mean, I'm sure a couple hundred people drown around Florida oh, yes. every year. But to clarify, this is Chicago. Yeah, this is in the river. Mm-hmm. In the Chicago River. Yeah, we're not talking about uh, was it Lake Michigan that's in Chicago? Uh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But this is the Chicago mm-hmm. River mm-hmm. that it happened in. Not not quite on the lake. Right. Um So I have to give a big shout-out to my bandmate, Mark Johnston, for suggesting this one. When he knew we were doing a disaster podcast, he emailed me about this, and he was like,
1: have you ever heard of this? Exactly,
0: yes. He's a Chicago native. Um, Went to school in Illinois, too. Um, So big shout-out to him for suggesting this one, because this is an amazing one, and... Amazing in the worst possible way, obviously. It's a very compelling disaster, let me put it that way.
1: Yeah, d- don't get too
0: excited. <laughs> my eyes are lighting up again, aren't they? It's amazing. It's
1: amazing. It's, it's awesome. 850 dead people.
0: Uh, but, um, and also, I mean, I have a personal connection to Chicago and my father. He was born, born mm-hmm. in Oak Park, which is a suburb of, um, of Chicago. And also our yours and murder friends... Um, Rachel and Rebecca are from are from Illinois. Okay. And I, I'm to forget where in Illinois, <laughs> but to me, Illinois is Chicago.
1: Jimmy Dora is from Chicago. Oh
0: uh, yeah. So there, there's there you another go. One. There you go. And we actually met him. Yes, so there we did. You go. So I mean, I'm sure people from who are not from Chicago but live in Illinois probably hate it when people just conflate Illinois and um, Chicago. But anyway.
1: It's all anybody knows. it's like it's like if you're from Massachusetts, you're just Boston. <laughs> Boston, right? Like it doesn't really matter where else.
0: Okay, so should I tell this whole story with the Chicago accent? Please don't. I won't <laughs> <laughs> Trying too hard aren't I? Okay. So the SS Eastland was a steamship, hence the SS mm-hmm. that's a steamship um, commissioned in 1902. By the Michigan Steamship Company and built by the Jenks Shipbuilding Company of Port Huron, Michigan. Okay. Uh, It had its maiden voyage in May 1903. And she was known as the Speed Queen of the Great Lakes or the Greyhound of the Great Lakes.
1: Okay.
0: And um, at that point, she was built to carry like 500 to 600 passengers somewhere in that
1: ballpark. By the way, if uh-huh. any of our listeners have never seen any of the Great Lakes, it doesn't really matter which one you pick out. Go see at least one of them.
0: It looks like the ocean. Yes. <laughs> you
1: wouldn't believe that it's a lake. And yeah, they're, they're enormous. They're gigantic.
0: Hence their name. Yes. Um, Huron, Michigan, Ontario, Superior, and the other Eerie. one. Erie.
1: Yeah. And last so one. Those are the two I've seen are Ontario and Erie.
0: I've seen Superior, I think, and Michigan, because I've been you've to seen, Chicago. You've seen Ontario. And we, Ontario, we yeah. to Rochester. Yeah. yeah, so I've seen at least those three.
1: Yeah. I've seen, and you, well, we did see Lake Erie, we were in Buffalo. That's okay, the lake that's so that's, Erie. So you've, you've seen four of them.
0: Which one did I miss?
1: Uh,
0: Erie, Superior, Ontario. Ontario. We just named Michigan. Them. Michigan, I've seen. Oh. Not Huron. There's, yeah, Huron. Huron, yes. Huron. I don't know that I've seen Lake Huron.
1: Yeah. Because I mean, that's seen Michigan, two. right? I haven't been two. to
0: Michigan, I don't think.
1: I've only flown in Detroit. I've never actually like been there, been there. But I've, yeah. I've seen Ontario mm-hmm. a million times. Of course. yeah. And I've seen Lake Erie a couple times.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, keep in mind, because this comes into play, but we'll talk about it very shortly, um 844 people died, but at this point, this ship is only built to carry, like, five or 600 people. Oh. But there's more to okay. come about that. All right. So it's described as having been... Om- I,
1: I, can, I can see where that's going to... I have hey. a feeling where that's going to go.
0: Oh, well, we'll get into yes. that. Yes. yes shot.
1: Well. shot! Shot at home.
0: Um, so it was described as having been almost the length and width of a football field, an American football field. Hey. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and not, four, not, not a
1: CFL field.
0: No, or, or a pitch. Not <laughs> yeah, a pitch no. either. Um, and was four stories tall. Okay,
1: so, so it's sleek.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. built to be fast, yeah. right? The speed queen yeah. and the greyhound, yeah. Unfortunately, the Eastland had problems pretty much right after it was built. Um, they discovered she had some design flaws that made her susceptible to listing, uh. which will become important mm. later. Because she was too top-heavy, mm-hmm. too tall. Because they already know what that In relation, is, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so this was made especially apparent when large numbers of passengers would go to the upper decks for observation, yep. and that would make her even more top-heavy. So in fact, just a couple months into her service, you know, as a ship in July 1903, there was a case of the ship listing. So listing is moving to, from side to side Wabble, while moving to a wobbling, side, kind yeah, kind of due to overcrowding, Mm -hmm. and water actually came up one of the ship's gangplanks. So two months in, they were already having issues with this. Um, They recovered from the situation. There was no more incident. Um, But later, that same month, the stern of the ship, so the back of the ship, was damaged when it backed into a tugboat.
1: (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Then in August 1906, there was another listing incident, and formal complaints were filed by passengers against the Chicago South Haven line, which at that point was the owner of the ship. So already, this, this disaster happened in 1915, but really early on, this is already yeah, an issue. There's
1: already problems.
0: Yeah. The Eastland also had a case of mutiny
1: <laughs> in her that's, history. That's interesting.
0: <laughs> I know. I
1: love a good case of uh-huh. mutiny, especially especially <laughs> in the in the Chicago River.
0: Right, mutiny on <laughs> mutiny on the Chicago River.
1: Yes. <laughs> Film at eleven. <laughs>
0: On August 14th, 1903, so again, same year she went into service. Oh, on a-
1: wait, it happened before the thing you just told us about, like uh, when the, it listed again the- in 1906.
0: Yeah, exactly. So this is through, still early on. So it went <laughs> through a
1: listing, a partial flooding, and a mutiny all in its maiden year.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's a good year. Yeah, right. It's a way
1: to kick things off.
0: And then the same month as... Or, um, I thought mutinies no, just a month after
1: I-, I thought mutinies were kind of done after the <laughs> right? Civil War. listen to
0: the circumstances <laughs> here. So on August 14th, 1903, on a cruise from Chicago to South Haven, Michigan, six of the ship's firemen refused to stoke the fire for the ship's boiler, claiming they hadn't been fed as promised.
1: Well, yeah, I wouldn't do it either right yeah. So it's
0: basically like a, a protest or a, um, yeah. a strike, right um, The captain of the ship, John Peru, Peru. Peru. There's entirely too many. How do you spell it? P-E-R-E-U-E. Peru. Peru, probably. Peru, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the captain had them arrested at gunpoint. And all six okay. firemen were taken to the town jail when they arrived at South Haven and were charged with mutiny.
1: Did they shovel the coal in between them? That's all I want. That's, that's <laughs> well all they I want.
0: made it somehow <laughs> yeah. to Michigan. So I'm so. guessing they
1: shoveled it with a gunpoint at yeah. their head.
0: And um, big joke is on Peru e. in that he got replaced right away. <laughs> so I guess they didn't like his leadership very much. Um so but that's so these incidents major incidents kind of ended around 1906 so it had been a few years since anything had happened but in 1913 know, they're, they're, they're
1: saving up for a big one. <laughs> oh yes in
0: 1913 the eastland was retrofitted to increase its passenger capacity mm-hmm. to 2500 people so that's like a really? quintupling okay. yeah yeah um, I
1: thought you were going to say they would bring it up to uh, maybe a thousand. Right.
0: No, they hugely did it. So
1: they were retrofitting so this it, right? is like So uh, this is like the uh, Rana Plaza, the Chicago
0: uh, Yeah, a little bit.
1: <laughs> For those of you who don't know, that's an earlier episode. <laughs> yes,
0: episode eight, I believe. Yes. Go listen to episode eight. Mm-hmm. Later in 1913, the St. Joseph Chicago Steamship Company, who now at that point were the owners of the Eastland, so it changed hands a few times. Sure. Were warned well, it had, it had
1: issues. So. Yeah,
0: probably. <laughs> so People it, tried to unload it. Yeah. So they were warned by a naval architect that the Eastland needed serious work to help prevent listing or else there could be a serious accident. And in spite of this, steamboat inspectors had been persuaded to increase the capacity of the Eastland in July 1915.
1: Now the only uh, question is that did that persuasion come in the form of a check or a, a briefcase?
0: <laughs> You're right. Well, this is back in 1915, so I'm pretty sure this was a cash transaction. Probably. Yeah. So we all know where this is heading, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. It couldn't it could not be set up more clearly.
1: Jeez, oh, I wonder what's going to happen in 2 years.
0: Right. So, on the morning of Saturday, July 24th, 1915, the Eastland was a part of the fleet of five ships that were hired by the Western Electric Company's Hawthorne Works in modern-day Cicero, Illinois okay. to take their employees and their families across Lake Michigan to Michigan City, Indiana for their fifth annual employee picnic. Okay. Most of the employees were blue-collar workers... You know, this is an electric company, um, and this is
1: a little over a hundred years ago.
0: Yeah, labor rights are just starting to become a thing, but
1: and they're not even no, not even really a thing no. at all. There's no. no legislative wins at this no. point.
0: women can't even vote at no. this point. So this is a while back. Yeah. Um. So these workers had very few paid vacations I'm or holidays. They had any? Yeah. So <laughs> and they usually worked six day shifts. So this was like. Like, like a, a real treat. treat. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. This was a big deal. Sure. Um, and many of the employees were Czech immigrants from Cicero. Um, over 7,000 tickets had been sold to the picnic, which went for 75 cents to a dollar each U.S., um, which is About twenty five dollars now. A dollar is about twenty five dollars now. Okay, so so that's. But these are people who like. I looked it up in the. um, The supervisors.
1: They made two dollars a week, so that was that was half their. The
0: supervisors were making like seventeen bucks a week, which is the equivalent of like four hundred now.
1: Okay, so, so it wasn't nothing lower but middle class, like y- just
0: Yeah, working class. Yeah. Very much blue collar working class.
1: Working poor kind. Probably
0: of. some of them at least, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, no.
1: We've all made four hundred dollars a week before. Not not the easiest
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's doable it in is. certain places yeah. obviously, but um Michigan, Indiana, where where they were going, was ideal for the picnic because it had a lakefront park called Washington Park. It had attractions like merry-go-rounds, baseball fields, bowling alleys, and amusement parks. So it was like a little, like, destination.
1: It was, it was like Disneyland before there was Disneyland. <laughs>
0: yeah, sad little Disneyland in Indiana, yeah. but yes, yes. Um,
1: like a fun park?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a,
1: a formo- fun park. A Formosa Fun Park.
0: <laughs> I was thinking Frankie's Fun Park. That's a oh, place yeah, around here. Yes. <laughs> I haven't been there yet. I have not either. Um, so up to, up to that point in the summer of 1915, the Eastland actually had a rough summer in terms of business. So this was a big coup that they were um, going to be able to do this because obviously they're making a lot of money off of it. Uh, the Eastland had been added. So this was the fifth picnic for Western Electric. And the Eastland had been added to the fleet of ships for the annual picnic the year before, in 1914, because the attendance kept going up each year, this got to be a bigger and bigger thing over the years. The the attendance of the picnic.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, I mean, in 1950 19f- we're still mm-hmm. in 1915. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much of a blast would that have been mm-hmm. in 1915?
0: It still kind of sounds fun today, like yeah. go on
1: a ship and. But but now you can fly all over the place. I mean, there you have access sure. to all sorts of things that people didn't hundred years ago. Sure. So at this point in time, be like, hell yeah, let's do that.
0: But they were probably like, like anticipating this day. I mean, they got a day off. They yeah. got to take their family. They got a paid so
1: day off. They got a
0: paid day off. Yes, assuming a paid day off. It, I didn't oh, see anything about that. I thought you, I thought that, you had said
1: that they some of them received paid.
0: I did not oh, say that, but I, you I, I said that they didn't get many paid days or oh, vacations. Oh, that's what I was thinking. I'm not sure if this yeah. particular day was.
1: But either way, either way. But
0: they got a day off. Either that way, was a big
1: thing. It was going to be. It was going to be a fun time.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Bowling, baseball, probably <laughs> oh. some horseback riding.
0: Right. All and those our, uh, 1915 fun things yeah, to a do.
1: Boxing match, an amateur <laughs> boxing match.
0: Right. <laughs> with guys with mustaches yeah. and those funny little trunks. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the Eastland was docked at the Clark Street Bridge, and boarding began early at 6.30 a.m. on July 24th, and continued at the pace of up to 50 people per minute. So, this was, people were funneling Mm -hmm. onto this ship. As the number on board increased, there was a noticeable list to the starboard side where the passengers were boarding. So, the starboard side was on the wharf side, Mm -hmm. on the dock side. Um... But it, it righted itself, and then it listed a little bit to the port side, to the opposite side. Several minutes later, there was another listing to the port side, so away from the dock. Um, the engine started around 7.05 a.m., and the crew on board encouraged passengers, who were at the time distributed pretty heavily on the port side, hey, why don't you go to the starboard side? I need to balance this mofo out. Mm-hmm. Um, not many complied at that point. And the ship continued to list, this time a little more sharply, and orders were given to try to right the ship by opening the starboard ballast tanks, so trying to give more weight to the starboard side to even it out. And after a few minutes, it it righted itself, so it was more, but it was still kind of unstable. Like, clearly something was a little hinky. The gangplank was drawn in, and at that point, most of the passengers had moved to the starboard side, to wave goodbye to people, right? Because they were they were getting ready to leave. The ship began to list more severely to the port side. The passengers still remaining on the port side were instructed to go over to the starboard side, starting to get a little more severe. The listing continued towards the port side, and the water began entering through the port gangways. And at this point, they were at capacity of boarding. They had 2,573 passengers aboard. Wow. 2,500 people aboard, and they were getting ready to leave. They're getting ready to shove off. On its next port side list, so each time it was tipping farther mm. and farther and farther over to the port side away from the dock. So on the next listing, large items like pianos and refrigerators and these huge pieces of furniture and things began to slide. And some people started getting trapped and pinned and crushed underneath them. So that was the first, oh, hell, this isn't going well. The master of the ship, Captain Harry Penderson, did eventually sound the alarm, but it was too late. Mm. The boat began to severely list to the port side, and just as the ship was being released from its moorings, it slowly, almost like Mm slow-mo, tipped over completely to its port side into the Chicago River. And here is a picture for you of this ship. Oh, man. Completely on its side. Oh, shit. Lots of pictures are available. This is really early, like, videography and photography.
1: Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, not
0: photography necessarily, but videography for sure. Filming.
1: Wow. Filmography. I was picture, trying to picture in my head what the hell this would look like, and this is pretty close. Yeah. Like, what a... F- oh, fucking egg. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, because...
1: And it would happen slowly like that. Because it's a giant it's, ship. Yeah. yeah. It's not like it's a...
0: Wink. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everyone could see that. Wink. <laughs> Wink. Damn. Um, Yeah. Because they were so close to the dock, they were only about twenty feet yeah, away from the dock. Yeah, I mean you can see the,
1: you can see the dock in that photo.
0: Mm-hmm. There were many witnesses to this. Oh yeah, to this listing.
1: Well, everybody's there waving goodbye. Yeah, and, yeah. Which was a thing hundred years sure, ago.
0: Sure, like it's fun to see a <laughs> ship go
1: away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, we're not going to see them for two days. Right. Like it's, it's going to be so long. <laughs>
0: Some warehouse workers on the dock were heard to be calling out, look out, she's tipping, like they saw it happen. I'm
1: sure people did. So people were
0: watching us. There's some, I I didn't end up writing any down, but there are a lot of, like, really sad quotes from
1: witnesses about it. I'm sure, because a lot of people could see it coming.
0: So one one of the most horrifying details about this, this, um, it's not a capsizing, but the, this this listing,
1: yeah. this falling it didn't, of the boat. Because it didn't submerge. No,
0: no, it just but, listed, and yeah.
1: I mean, that's almost as bad. Yeah. I mean, really.
0: Um. So that they were oh, I got this mixed up. So they were very close to the dock. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure exactly how far technically, but they I mean they had just shoved off, mm-hmm. so they were they were very like close. I, like I
1: said, you can see the dock in that photo yes. and that's when it's completely tipped over into and the they water.
0: were in actually relatively shallow water. Sure. The water was only about twenty feet. Probably, deep. yeah. So so, under those circumstances, one would think, okay, you fall off in 20 feet of water, you're this close to the dock, you can just swim to the dock.
1: But a lot of people got knocked out.
0: Well, yes. So, yes, there were several aggravating
1: factors. Mm-hmm.
0: You're absolutely right. People got, like, pinned mm-hmm. by large objects, knocked out by large mm-hmm. objects, and then when they were unconscious, so yeah. they drowned. Um,
1: and there trapped, was, just there
0: freaking, were There yeah. were also people on lower decks... Tried to rush up the staircases, got trampled, got blocked. Mm-hmm. Typical, like you see in fires. Typical panic. Yes, typical panic. People got trapped, and they drowned.
1: Plus, if you're on one of those lower decks, mm-hmm. to get out of that situation, you're essentially now hanging on
0: to, to what like, the you, side. Yeah, so yeah,
1: what was the starboard side. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. you're hanging on to.
0: Mm-hmm. That's and, not and the ceiling. And no. there's
1: probably people underneath you. Yeah. And,
0: so it must have yeah. been... I mean... And there's It
1: must have, yeah. the
0: the The problem, the problem with like knowing what it was exactly like, is most people there died, so yeah. there aren't really witness accounts of that. But yes, it must a, have been horrifying. A third
1: of the people died.
0: Yes, yes, and it must have been just absolutely terrifying. So yes, people got trampled, people got trapped, people got pinned, people got knocked out. Mm-hmm. Um, it also all happened so quickly, and the alarm was sounded too late for any lifeboats any oh, life rafts there was, no, there anything was nothing. No. and here is an interesting thing so the sinking of the titanic happened in 1912
1: i was just going to say this is a couple years after yes yes
0: and as a result there was an, a national act enacted so that um, all ships had to carry more life rafts more sure. lifeboats and everything yeah the incredible irony about the eastland like attendant to that is that that Made the ship more top heavy.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And they had all these life rafts and life and lifeboats, and none of them were able to be deployed. Nope. So their life rafts and lifeboats contributed to the sinking and didn't help anything. As a result of something that was supposed to help them. So that was a huge irony, you know. Um, those on the star- starboard side facing the deck some were able to jump into the water or sure. jump onto Get the out. wharf. Yeah. Some were even able to make it to the dock.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but that made the the ship at, they were doing that as it was listing so that made the ship lighter, mm-hmm. which made it list even more to the mm-hmm. starboard or to the port side, so yeah. So it, it's,
1: it's at that point it's just a, everybody for themselves. Oh man. I mean it really is. Yeah,
0: it was it was terrible. I
1: mean, yeah, if you've got family with you, you're trying to look out but I mean, yeah. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. That's that's This is another um, event where it really depended on where you were.
0: Yeah. On the ship. Like the, um, the Versailles wedding call.
1: Mm-hmm. Like Did if you were on star. the starboard side of the ship,
0: you had your chance chances
1: of, of surviving yeah. this were very high. Mm-hmm. But if you were on the uh, port side.
0: Or down below. Or down
1: below, you were pretty much dead
0: mm-hmm.
1: for the most part.
0: Basically, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So a total of 844 people died. 228 were teenagers.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a family. It's a
0: family thing. 58 were infants or young children. Mm -hmm. The average age of the victims who died was 23. Wow. And 70% of the dead were under age 25. These were young workers. Sure. Young blue-collar workers. And probably their bringing their family meant like bringing their parents in some
1: cases. Well, you plus know? at that time, I mean, you were probably married and had a couple of kids mm-hmm. if you were twenty five.
0: So, oh, yeah. So yeah, you've probably
1: got yeah. you've probably got about five or six people with you. Yeah. At least.
0: Yeah. Um, the tragedy left one hundred and seventy five women as widows yeah. and eighty four widowers. Eighty four men as widowers. And 22 whole families were wiped out. Jesus, and among the 844... Really? Yeah, just everybody in the family died. <sighs> now, let's talk about the rescue efforts, because this is <sighs> actually the one kind of nice part of this story, if there is a nice part, you know. Um, so the capsizing of the Eastland happened very quickly. Mm. I mean, it technically it listed slowly, but no one was expecting it. Sure, so it's really out of the blue. And bystanders were actually this is it's a really nice story they were admirably selfless in jumping to response i mean these are just average people on the dock yeah. and average businesses along the the shore you know along the dock who really jumped into action and actually did a lot i think i've said actually like 16 times and and really helped a lot of people so
1: that, that really doesn't surprise me though. No, I mean it it's not
0: surprising. Yeah. It's not surprising, but it's really admirable. It's sure. just a really nice thing.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, especially because I this wasn't it. a you, yeah, would,
1: you would do it. Of course. Like but this just, wasn't
0: a day yeah. where people just picked up their cell phones and called 911. Well, no,
1: you couldn't. They had was, to
0: they they like, they literally was, jumped to action. You know, what, action. it was probably
1: probably better off.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe. Cuz those people
1: could Probably knew how to make an actual difference on the spot, right? Life wasn't fantastic in 1915 for mm-hmm, a lot of people, mm-hmm.
0: so. so crews on other ships near the wharf quickly went to sure. get the Eastland's aid, even though there was a strong risk of the Eastland's boilers
1: exploding. Oh, sure, because this
0: was a caps or yeah. you know listed boat at this point. Captain John O'Meara of the cut- tugboat Kenosha. Hmm. <laughs> Could there be a more midwestern name for a ship? <laughs> Which had been tied to the Eastland to tow it out. It was a tugboat. It was going to sure. tow it out into Lake Michigan. Ordered the Kenosha to be secured to the wharf to form a bridge from the Eastland to the oh, dock, yes. so that people who were on the starboard side could get could, out. Yes, could move use in it and out. as a bridge. Yeah. So they helped many passengers escape to the safety of the wharf. Because regardless of the 844 people who who died, there were still 1,600 plus people to get off that damn sure. ship. And they did, you know, and this was one of the ways how. Captain Joseph Lamoureux and his crew aboard the Tugboat Indiana also assisted greatly in rescue efforts to Lamoureux's detriment. He ended up having like nightmares and PTSD for several months after that. Um, The crews of the Theodore Roosevelt, the Petoskey, the Carrie Ryerson and the Rita McDonald all helped pull people from the water as well as lots of other smaller boats. Mm -hmm. So these boats nearby just, like, gave up whatever they were doing, rushed to the aid of the the passengers of the um, Eastland, and started pulling people out. Mm -hmm. So that was, I I thought that was really admirable. I mean, is it like a, oh, yeah, of course, what else would they do? Sure, but at the same time, like, their quick action helped save a lot of people. Yeah. Local businesses also helped by opening their doors to survivors and victims of families um, to help them stay warm, get fed. Um, local poultry and produce stores even threw out like empty crates to the, to the people like in the water so they could hold on to something oh, to stay you. afloat.. Yeah. So like people were just doing whatever they could to help people, which is, it just it's just so it's sweet. I don't know. I find it really, really sweet. Um, some bystanders just straight up jumped into the water to try sure. to pull people out. One bridge worker, Lawrence Nothrop, was single-handedly responsible for rescuing 23 people. Wow. Yeah. And that's he a, grabbed a, a lifeboat, got to a bunch of people, pulled them out, and got them to safety. And there are several examples sure. of that. Several welders... Ran to the Eastland, oh, got uh, on yeah. the Eastland, so and started makes... using torch- mm-hmm. torches to cut out holes to pull yeah. people from the hull. Um, now, this is a, a little bit of a character sketch for the captain of the Eastland, who survived. Eastland Captain Harry Pedersen, actually, or Peterson, maybe it's probably Peterson, like Norm. <laughs> actually resisted this, saying they were, quote, ruining his ship. So, Uh, he sounds like a little bit of a petty guy, but I don't know. Maybe he was delirious. um, and I guess benefit of the doubt or something. uh,
1: uh, Yeah.
0: Uh, And observers of this started, like the crowd, started Mm. to call for him to be lynched or drowned. That
1: doesn't surprise me.
0: (laughs) Fortunately for him, the police came along and arrested him. Yeah. Before he could get hurt, so. So, though obviously the huge bulk of survivors were rescued relatively quickly... You know, because you're not going to last long no. in the water.
1: Yeah, seconds are, um, seconds matter in something like this. Yes,
0: rescue efforts did continue for hours and hours. Um, police, firefighters, divers worked to recover bodies. A lot of civilians jumped in to help, sometimes literally, like well, civilian divers. I, I to guess help I wasn't thinking bodies. of that, but
1: that's, yeah, people have got to get those bodies out of there.
0: Yes, as much as possible mm-hmm. so they can have a proper burial, you know. Um, and a few people pulled from the water, survived, but otherwise but it many. was, you know. Not many. Yeah. Um, now, we've covered a lot more modern disasters, like Formosa Fun Park, where there's, like, cell phone footage and stuff. Um, and you'd expect that there would be footage of certain disasters because of the time in which they occurred. Sure. But um, British Pathé, which is known for—it's it's, an um, organization that has a lot of, like— um, vintage film clips.
1: Okay.
0: Um, a, a really big library of them. Um, Fortunately slash unfortunately has some very compelling footage of the Eastland disaster. Okay. More specifically of them pulling bodies. Oh. So there yeah. is film of the rescue efforts specifically pulling dead bodies. Um, even for 1915 film, it's actually very clear film. Yeah, and it's, well,
1: about this time, 50, film cameras are around for about 50 or 60 years at this time.
0: Moving picture cameras?
1: I don't know about... No, not moving... I'm talking That's about... That's what I'm negative. talking about.
0: Oh. It's a video... It's, oh, it's film footage, not is, photographs.
1: That is... maybe 15 years, 16 years old? Yeah. Because... Because we're
0: not even in talkies yet, right? No. This is all silent films, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, because this
1: this footage does like have the any very sense. first like televisions and that that's not what they were called. Um, I can't remember what they were called. Came out in like 1902, 03 oh, really? and only wealthy people could get yeah. them. I can't remember but remember when we went to Singer Castle? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. They had one in their living room.
0: I don't remember that. You don't
1: that's like a one of the a camera? No, an early television.
0: Oh, oh, no I don't remember that. You know? Okay.
1: No, that's fine. But um but yeah, moving film.
0: Mm-hmm. Motion,
1: motion picture. Motion um, picture is in its real infancy. infancy. Mm-hmm. Like there's almost. Movie theaters are probably just starting to open now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah about yeah, this time. Probably. Because they because movies became big in the twenties.
0: Yes, uh-huh. so and that's when it turned to talkies yes. in the twenties. so yeah.
1: so there are probably movie theaters where you know, yeah, so that's where they would have shown.
0: Yeah. well, in
1: news in movies back in that time, they showed the news
0: newsreels. Yeah, before uh-huh. they showed
1: whatever whatever the feature was. Right, that uh-huh. lasted for fifteen or twenty minutes. Charlie
0: Chaplin film yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so, so that's
1: probably why they were filming it because they're going to show it. Oh, in, in a newsreel. News
0: well, I hope they didn't because it's. It, I'm, I have pretty good nerves for watching stuff like that. But even I was kind of like, "Oh God!"
1: Oh, you, did you see some of the pictures? I did. Oh, okay. I did,
0: and it's available. You can watch it very readily. It's on YouTube, whatever. But huge trigger warning. They show like one specific image. I remember is they showed people pulling a woman in like a white dress not moving one bit. She was clearly dead. From, um, they're literally showing dead bodies being pulled yeah, from the water.
1: A lot of them. Yes, Eight, 844? 800, 800 some.
0: And 58 of which were infants and small children. God. Yeah. So it's grim footage. It's really grim footage, but it is available for anyone who wants to who, who wants to see it? But yeah,
1: I think I'm probably going to take a pass yeah, on that one. Yeah,
0: maybe maybe, no. <laughs> maybe
1: I'll check them because there's not the sound yeah. and all the yeah no the
0: there's stuff no sound to, kind, to, to just, it.
1: Mm-hmm. Or maybe that would make it worse.
0: I know, right? <laughs> I like you know. almost need the <laughs> the relief of sound yeah, or something. something for to it. distract
1: you a mm-hmm. little bit.
0: But it's just there's something about. Like, you know, in movies and stuff, obviously, there's, quote, dead bodies in movies, which is just people, like, going, pretending to go limp and yeah, be dead. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's all fake.
0: You can tell. I swear you can tell the difference. Yes. Between someone who's acting as though they're dead yeah, somebody and, who's and somebody who is. dead. Yeah. Because there's, there's some minuscule amount of tension in the body of somebody who's still alive. Like, even if you're trying to be completely limp and play dead.
1: Do you remember, um... Was this two years ago? I think it was two years ago. When those prisoners where I'm from in Governor escaped from uh, the prison in Governor, New York.
0: That sounds kind of familiar. there was a manhunt
1: for them for like two or three weeks. Uh Like it was national news. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I'm trying to remember who had... I can't remember which one of my friends had the photos. But they knew somebody who was in the state police uh-huh. who had like the, cause they shot both. I, right. they, they shot at least one of them. Right. I, I can't I remember if it remember was both that. of them. Mm-hmm. They shot and killed one of them for sure. I know that because mm-hmm. I saw the photo Oh, and there a a is body. a distinct difference between playing dead in a movie or a mm-hmm. TV and then like seeing one, like just the, all the muscle, like all the, it's all gone. Like it's just, and there's no
0: way for a living human being to go completely limp. No, not literally. No, no,
1: but there, there is a way for a dead person to do that. And, like, I've seen it. I saw it in that. I wasn't expecting to see it. It yeah. was kind of... It was a bit fascinating, I'll admit. Right. But at the same time, it was just like, yeah, that motherfucker's dead.
0: Yeah. Like, he
1: got shot. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, there, there is, there's there's uh-huh. quite the difference.
0: Yeah. And it's very different from, like, I've only seen, to my knowledge, one dead body in my life. And I mean that by, like, a viewing like, at a funeral. hmm And it was a kid who... Um, he was 15.
1: Okay. Yeah, that sucks. He,
0: yeah. He, he got hit by a car in Miami, and um, their family went to the church. It was obviously just a really traumatic experience for the family and everything. Sure. Um, but... And I only kind of glanced at him, but even that is a different type of dead body than like seeing someone sure. in their natural death state, mm-hmm. you know, especially like rigor mortis hasn't set in. So they're literally just like ragdolls. Jesus Christ, are we getting more of it or what? <laughs> I just, you've had as too, I'm you've saying had, that, You've had
1: too much mojito. I've today.
0: had too much rum. I'm sorry. She this doesn't. She
1: doesn't. She doesn't regularly get this dark at home, I folks. There's, don't. A, there's nothing to be concerned but about. But
0: remember, I literally <laughs> just spent a week with my grandparents too. Yeah. And you know that gets me sometimes. So it makes me drink
1: <laughs> three <laughs>
0: shot mojitos. It
1: makes her drink three shot mojitos and makes her go to a very dark place.
0: <laughs> very dark place. When we're
1: hosting our podcast.
0: Oh man. Oh, if you don't laugh, you cry. <laughs> okay. All right. Are we, are we ready to discuss L- the last one. Let's,
1: let's get back to the tragedy.
0: <laughs> Yay!
1: Back uh, to the tragedy, folks. In five, back,
0: four... Back <laughs> Action. All right. So aside from the massive casualties suffered, there was obviously tremendous physical and mental suffering for the survivors yeah. and the victims' families. Um, unlike most of the tragedies we've covered, the response... To the Eastland disaster actually seems to have been an example of a community coming together with an outpouring of support to help support the survivors and the victims and the victims' families. I mean, this is 1915, so there was less in place to support people, like formal organizations to support. So the community really stepped in. So this is a real, um, I don't know, Uh, In a way, in a weird way, like a feather in Chicago's cap, because the community really came together on this. Um, There was no passenger manifest for the Eastland. I mean, this was just a bunch of people who bought a ticket, you know, for a picnic. So so it took a lot of time to completely identify, identify, locate who Mm -hmm. was initially missing. Were they alive? Were they dead? Obviously, there was a lot of family members very worried for a while, so... But within 90 minutes of the tragedy, Western Electric had already established multiple information bureaus okay. to try to help people who were looking for loved ones. So, for all intents and purposes, they really took responsibility to try yeah. and help. I mean, and this wasn't really their fault. They no. hired these boats that they thought were perfectly safe at, that ended up, at least one ended up not being Um so Eastland or sorry, Western Electric also provided money to the survivors for rent, for food, for fu- funeral costs. It's actually, very for surprising clothes. to
1: hear it,
0: it, from, for, for
1: this time of time Yeah, period. From
0: what I read, they gave like something over a 100,000 dollars back then U.S, which would be like like over two million dollars today. Like, they gave millions. Well,
1: it'd be... A dollar was 25. 25. It'd be 25 times that.
0: Yes, so that would have been um, two and a half million. Two and a half million, million. yeah. Mm -hmm. So they gave a lot of money to try and help people out, which is really admirable, actually. Um, So the first week after the tragedy was filled with funerals, obviously. Um, Polish, Bohemian, and German relief committees worked on behalf of the survivors and the victim's family to help them receive compensation, to get what done, what they needed, the American Red Cross was um, dispatched immediately, provided a lot of crucial assistance. Uh, the Chicago Department of Health, Cook County Coroner's Office, and police handled the organization of body identification, recovering personal effects, getting them back to the families. Um, local undertakers and funeral homes were inundated with bodies. Sure. So they had to work around the clock to accommodate the need for massive numbers of burials, embalmings, funerals. There was a shortage of funeral cars to transport these bodies, purses, carriages. So Marshall Field and Company, the Illinois Athletic Club, and the Chicago Athletic Club all loaned company automobiles to be used for funeral processions and for um, transport. And gravediggers had to work horribly long hours just because they had to all dig graves by hand for days to accommodate the number and of And those are the people that
1: just died in this disaster. I mean, this is a city we're talking about, a big city. So there, so are, still, daily there are still people dying, dying regularly of old sure, age, sure,
0: sure. getting hit Accidents, by a car, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: falling off a horse, mm-hmm. you yeah, whatever. Yep. So, yeah.
0: So, so that's the nice bit, you know, the the, well, the community city, the came together and really, so well done, Chicago of 102 well, years
1: ago. It kind of reminds me, I watched a documentary on the San Francisco earthquake in
0: 89. Mm, which we're definitely going to cover. Both yes. both of the...
1: This isn't the ESPN one that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But it's the I've watched a couple, actually. Sure. But um, what a lot of people kind of forget about or because it doesn't get covered that much because the earthquake is the bigger deal.
0: Yeah.
1: Earthquakes start fires. Because it... Cuts gas lines. Oh all, yeah, makes all for other, dangerous
0: situations. All other stuff. Yeah. Whenever
1: there's an earthquake, yeah, there's going to be multiple fires. Mm-hmm. That's just that's one of the causes of that's one of the effects mm-hmm. of an earthquake. Yeah. Um, and this whole part of the harbor in San Francisco was on fire, and like that division like realized that we don't have enough uh-huh. people. Uh-huh. So the fire chief said he because this is also when the World Series is going on, so everybody's right. at, everybody's at a bar. Right. If you were in San Francisco and Oakland, you were either at the game or you were in a bar.
0: Right, watching the game. Yeah.
1: So he said he just walked into the closest bar he saw, Uh said, I need every able-bodied person to come down to the dock and help us put out this fire. And he said they all came.
0: Oh, that's... I love... Because it's
1: it's your city, too. It's your
0: city. It's your neighbors. (laughs) Yeah. And I love those stories because it's like... That's another thing about tragedy is that it can bring out the best in humanity sure and And it has often often it does multiple times multiple times and that's that's when it should Mm -hmm. you know and when there's no time to be um to be blaming or to be petty or whatever that comes later yeah (laughs) um but during
1: in the moment
0: in the moment like you see
1: people's people you see people's people humanity. way more often than not mm-hmm. step up
0: absolutely and the people who don't are usually the people you need to watch because they're probably and yeah. they're probably not such great people to begin mm-hmm. with no. you know like you know somebody's true character when they're under pressure kind of a thing and mm-hmm. and most people's true character is is pretty decent mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of there's a lot of good that comes out of this so this is actually a really nice a nice interlude before we get to the rest of it yes. <laughs> no this this actually this actually is just more of a little footnote because it's not obviously there was a big outcry of like okay so who's who the fuck is to blame for this shit. Tipping over and killing all these sure. people—almost a thousand people. Mm. You know, young people, well, and we, families. You
1: alluded to that earlier. Yeah. So let's 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 find out about these assholes, yeah. shall well, we? Well,
0: so this is this is the interesting thing. This doesn't have a brilliantly satisfying ending. Sure. Um, a grand jury was convened, um, and they did indict the steamship company's president sure. and three other officers for manslaughter. Right. The ship's captain and the ship's engineer for criminal carelessness.
1: That makes sense. Like as basically, well. they
0: didn't stop it from. They couldn't stop it from happening, and they should have, or something. You know, they they should have been able to handle it, and they didn't. They found uh, the grand jury said that the disaster was caused by quote conditions of instability, which obviously this thing was listing from side to side. Um, Saying that some combination of overboarding, like there were too many people on board, even though the ship's capacity was technically 2,500, the ship's engineer should have known better. Mm -hmm. um, That they uh, mishandled the water ballast, which would have been the captain's um, department, you know. So all six of these men.
1: Basically, like in in everything mm -hmm. that we've covered so far, having to deal with human error. Not necessarily anything criminal, because nobody did any of right. this on purpose.
0: Nobody wanted to kill anybody.
1: But negligence is...
0: That was, that is, was the idea. Is
1: always at the forefront of any kind of human error or tragedy. That was the
0: idea. Um, so all six of the men who were indicted lived in Michigan. So the first thing they had to do was have an extradition hearing... Okay. So be like, okay, oh, yes, yes, okay, we need to get you to Chicago. Gotcha. Yes, we need to get you to Illinois to go on trial. So that was the first legal proceeding was um, the extradition hearing. Uh, the main witness in these hearings was Sidney Jenks, who was the president of the company that built the Eastland. The Jenks, uh, what was that called? I had that on the first page. I remember
1: you saying it earlier.
0: Yeah, I said Jenks at one point, didn't I? Anyway... Rewind if you want to hear it, but that was <laughs> <laughs> it. was Jenks, somebody, somebody. Anyway.
1: Jenks, somebody, and somebody. Jenks,
0: somebody, and somebody. A lawyer
1: you Building. can trust. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no, I kept kidding. <laughs> he, he was the... I like, know. Okay. I
1: know, but it's... All right. It does sound like...
0: Jenks, <laughs> somebody, and somebody. <laughs> call us at one eight 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 888
1: I'm still waiting for your call. <laughs> See, we can even do lawyer commercials. There
0: if we, we go. If, anybody,
1: if anybody wants to pitch in on that. <laughs>
0: Um, You know, so sidebar that I might cut out later. You know how all of podcasts that have um, advertisements, they do like, oh, so go to Casper.com slash murder for my favorite murderer. Casper.com slash left for last podcast Mm -hmm. on left. I'm like, what would ours be? Body count. (laughs) I was like, it's not going to be things. It's not going to be bad. It's. (laughs) <laughs>
1: Go to caspermattress.com slash body count to get... <laughs>
0: <laughs> this has got to get the Casper people's attention. We, now, we how, have a nice mattress. Look at how mattress. pristine
1: that ad was I just did. Yes, that that was should excellent. get their attention.
0: Yes. Now, we have a nice mattress, but we wouldn't mind another one.
1: We'll take another I would, one. I would take another one. Yeah. I've never really... Chad loved. and
0: Andrea have a Casper mattress. Yes, they do. Yeah. They said it was pretty cool that it came...
1: Where's See? our Where's our mattress, Casper? See? Hmm? Just
0: give us a mattress, and we'll do your ads. Yeah.
1: Body count works with a mattress. (laughs) It just does. It
0: kind of does. Yeah. Should we get back to the rest (laughs) of this? Okay. So, Sidney Jenks, who was um, the sort of the star witness for the prosecution, or for the district attorney, or whoever argues the case before the grand jury, um, said that he originally built the Eastland for the purpose of transporting fruit. So, it was... Only designed to go about like 20 miles per hour, carry 500 passengers.
1: But that's not how they used it. No, anyway. Remember
0: the retrofitting? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And plus, it had a designation of being a like ship. this really, well, a really fast steam. Yes.
0: Ship. To get this, to get to transport goods, basically, is okay. what it was made for. So he All was right. like, "Look, I built it for this reason. I can't like testify as to what they did after this. Sure. Like that was on them." Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I wasn't the one putting it in service. Exactly. I just, I just built the thing.
0: Right. For this specific yeah. purpose, they conflated yeah. it to be
1: their... And, and if they thought there were problems, which obviously there were from the get-go. Right. You know, they should, And maybe they did come to him and say, hey, like it's listing at the right. top. Right, there well, were clearly it,
0: problems for years. Yeah. Yes, absolutely very and early I would, on. I would hope
1: he maybe knew about it. Maybe he mm-hmm. wasn't in a position to do anything about it.
0: Right, right, uh-huh. But, but maybe now,
1: for future ships that he was going to design. Right. Take well, that into account.
0: Well, maybe, but he wasn't the one who decided to no. increase its capacity. No, he had... That was future owners, yeah. so... I mean, no one was, was blaming this guy. Sure. But, you know, so he was like, look, this is what it was built for. I don't know why they did this to this it. This was
1: caused by negligence and malfeasance.
0: Well, it was it, just stupidity, basically, no. yeah.
1: Greed. Yeah, greed.
0: yeah, trying to increase the capacity. Hey, if
1: we can fit Fifteen hundred more people on the ship. That's fifteen hundred more dollars per run. Well, it
0: was technically two thousand more.
1: Or two thousand more. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So,
0: so, but guess who the defense attorney, defense counsel was? None other but the very famous Clarence Darrow.
1: Should I know who that is?
0: Really, you don't recognize it. He was from the this the Monkey Trial. Um, oh, the Scopes
1: Monkey Trial. Yes. Uh huh. See, I was Clarence
0: Dar- here at the wind. I Clarence Dar- don't
1: know Dar- a whole lot about that unfortunately. Uh-huh. The only thing I really know about it is from a drunk history episode. <laughs> um okay, so that he was a famous guy. He's a then.
0: very famous attorney. Well, that was
1: Scopes monkey trial was certainly a famous trial.
0: Yes, and he was the defense attorney in this
1: okay. case.
0: So he um, So they, so
1: they got the big they got the big hitter.
0: Yeah. So he asked he asked Jenks, He was like, "Okay, so you're saying that you know, you didn't design this ship to be carried 2,500 people, but were you worried that if they retrofitted it, it wouldn't be able to carry 2,500 people? And Jenks said, no, I wasn't really worried about the ship.
1: Did he work on the retrofitting? Jenks himself? No, no. Okay. He just made
0: the ship. But he was basically saying, like, Yeah, if it was retrofitted properly, it probably would be okay to fit the 2500.
1: Well, he wouldn't really know, because he didn't do the retrofitting. But he
0: was saying that the ship could handle it. I guess. So basically, what happened, the court refused to compel the extradition Uh. of the six um, indicted uh, defendants, saying there wasn't enough probable cause and that the accused were justified in thinking that the ship could handle that capacity, and was uh, seaworthy. So basically, that they didn't do this, anything this, this that Dar- would indicate
1: this Darrow guy is a winner.
0: Apparently. So the Eastland was raised like out sure. of the water oh, yeah. on August fourteenth, nineteen fifteen. So like twenty days later, twenty-one days later, three weeks later, and sold to the Illinois Naval Reserve. Okay. Yeah.
1: For scraps, I'm guessing. Well,
0: well, no. Parts. They converted it into a gunboat. This was the Naval Reserve, okay, and recommissioned it as the USS Woolmet.
1: Did it serve in World War One? Just out of curiosity. Well,
0: so it's it technically served in both wars, but it stayed stateside. Okay. So.
1: Oh, I see. It didn't go.
0: It was reserved. Yeah. So yeah, and after 31 years in service. It was sold to the Hyman Michaels Company for scrapping and was scrapped in 1947. So, after World War II, after two, yeah. two, the two great wars. And the scene of the Eastland disaster can be viewed today from the LaSalle Street Bridge.
1: Oh, okay. It's
0: I mean, it's still there. The Chicago River's still there.
1: Yeah. The docks so, and everything are still there, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, yeah. And
0: I think it was in 2014, I think I read, that the last remaining survivor... Of oh, the Eastland died past. at age one oh two, so she was like three when this mm-hmm. happened. Yeah,
1: yeah. Let's not cover another uh, ship for a while.
0: Yeah. No ships. There's a no lot of ships, There's a lot of planes though. So that's true. yeah They're gonna come up pretty often.
1: They are. They are. But and but I'll switch to something are. else. Sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Switch to something nice like a cable car disaster. Something <laughs> <It's
0: only> more. <laughs> oh damn it!
1: We've already done one of those. Yeah. No, I was just kidding. <laughs> Well, once again, that that was the SS Eastland disaster. Yes. And this has been All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week.